Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This is our number two of Oilers Now, quickly into the Ashley Fine Floors. Text line, Doug in Saskatchewan says, Bob, the Vegas Golden Knights broke the Oilers in the playoffs last year the same way that the Oilers broke the Flames in the playoffs the previous year. Keep the text coming in at 780-496-0063. Second hour of Oilers Now is brought to you by World of Spas. Aching after a long day, World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, and relax with World of Spas. Alberta's number one swim spa dealer visit worldspas.com as we head off to the river Cree resort and casino hotline 780-496-0063 the river Cree resort and casino excitement bet on it we welcome back to the show our oilers now headliner fort wilhawk beef jerky it's the best you've ever tasted search for wilhawk w-i-l-h-a-u-k today we welcome back inside the game analyst on the oilers radio network rob brown hello rob how are you i'm doing great bob you uh well i'm okay Went for about a two-mile walk today. My body almost died of toxic shock as I went walking with Jamie Cartmel, <laughs> who worked 15 years here in Camoon, who eats like a bird and is skinny. Uh, Rob, uh, 281, just like we all predicted at the start of the year, right? <laughs> uh, no, that's what's so, what's so funny and sad at the same time. I know that you, with your show and, and Reed and I with our show, we're getting all the phone calls, whether it's, Get rid of the goaltenders, get rid of the coach, get rid of the GM. And the GM one makes me giggle because this is more or less the same lineup that many predicted would win the Stanley Cup or at least be in the top two or three at season's end. Same players that just have underachieved. It's, all, it's, it's sad how quickly uh, everything has turned for this Edmonton other team. And I don't we, – we'll get phone calls and you'll get phone calls. What do the Oilers need to do? Well, there's so many things that need to be corrected. But you can't just say, well, it's one thing. Well, we're going to send down Campbell. Things are going to be better now. It's not that easy. This Oilers team, outside of, in my opinion, Fogle, and for the last half dozen games, Kane, every other player is underachieved. And it's underachieved because we know what their bar is. We've seen when these players have played to their potential. And I believe only Kane and are the only two that have played to their potential so far this year. Yeah, I mean, I guess you think going into last night's game, Connor McDavid, and we know he's playing through something, that's a given. Probably an oblique, uh, right, or something to that effect. But Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisettle before last night's game had not scored in the Oilers' previous seven games. So that's problematic when the two best offensive players that we've seen of this era have a cold patch like that, and it co- uh, coexists in a time in which the Oilers are having a record-setting plunge in between the pipes to start the year. You know, you can't... There's roughly, I think, 67 or 68 goalies this year, Rob, that have played, and the Oilers have got two guys with the lowest save percentages and the lowest... Uh, well, the team has the lowest save percentage in the league. It's not all on the goalies. Uh, it, the expected goals, are they're both in the 60s. But what's crazy about it, Rob, I didn't see Edmonton being 26 in the league in goals for, especially when their expected goals for five-on-five five is first, which maybe means that's just a BS stat. Like, that's a stat that gets influenced by score effects at the end of games. But the bottom line here is the Oilers are actually better five-on-five five in terms of creating opportunities and those sort of things that they've been in several years 
but they can't score. So on top of not getting stops, they can't. Is this a team that's playing devoid of confidence? Is that what's going on here? Well, I mean, obviously, confidence and frustration, a lack of confidence and frustration has seeped into their game at times. But in the first 11 minutes of the game last night, when the shots were 19-2, I don't think there was a lack of confidence for the Oilers. I think what you're seeing is, you know, sometimes analytics just prove what you see on the ice. And there's some times where I don't really understand the analytic part because the, the Oilers team I've seen isn't out playing the opposition. And I don't care what the analytics say between their offense and their, their, their goaltending. This is a team that's making huge mistakes. When you were talking about a lack of offense for the Oilers, how often are we seeing Connor and Leon on odd man breaks? Very, very Almost rare. Never. Almost, Almost never. Almost never. So teams right now are saying, okay, if Leon Dreisler or Connor McDavid is on the ice, we play through the neutral zone. We get back. We don't. We don't turn the puck over. We get pucks in deep. I mean, teams have learned their lesson because they've been burnt so often. Teams watch video and they see what Connor and Leon can do. So, the opposition has got a great uh, scoring shooting percentage, and the Oilers' save percentage is terrible. But let's look at all these opportunities the opposition is getting. It's, it's, it's terrible decision-making by the Oilers' players, whether it's on the back check, whether it's on pinching. Uh, and the opposition is getting, well, five, six odd man breaks a game, and the Oilers' best players aren't. So the Oilers are, try, are having to work for every ounce that they get of offensive juice. And the freebies aren't there anymore. And I think that's one of the reasons that the Connor and Leon aren't, you know, getting the, the three, four, five-point nights now is every one of their offensive chances is created off of uh, in-zone offense, which now there's bodies in front of the net. There's rebounds being closed off by all the defensemen. Everyone is crashing the net. We watched last night. There's a couple times. The Canucks had five guys laying in front of their goaltender. And I think the, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights showed in the playoffs last year that's one way you have to play against Edmonton when the best players are out there. You have to have everyone back in the house. And teams this year just aren't taking chances when the best Oilers are on the ice. Thus, the Oilers aren't getting those grade-A scoring chances off two-on-ones, which we know Connor and Leon are probably at about 95% success rate over their career. Rob, it's twofold for me. It's not just Vegas. It's what L.A. has done the last two years in the neutral zone against Edmonton. There's no way the Oilers should have had to have gone to seven games against L.A., two years ago without Drew Doughty and Victor Arvidsson in the lineup. But Tom McClellan with that very passive, it's not even a 1-3-1, it's a 1-1-3. And you're watching teams, and they are not hard forechecking the Edmonton Oilers. They don't have to. They don't have to hard forecheck the Oilers because they can counter-strike on them in transition. Plus, they're waiting for the Oilers' defense to make you know, mistakes in terms of... We had one shift last night, Cody Cece, four separate puck handling errors on one shift. People want to talk about Bouchard. That was an obvious. But all of the defensemen at times, and two of them started the year hurt, Ekholm and Kulak, but all of the defensemen at times have had challenges. But that neutral zone that L.A. has played is part of the reason why the Oilers aren't getting odd man breaks in transition because their sh- teams are copying that and they're much more passive against Edmonton through the neutral zone than they have been in the past. Well, and the advantage a lot of other teams have that L.A. didn't, for example, the Vancouver Canucks, they can play a passive in the, in the neutral zone and then they, when they turn it over, now they got 
Pedersen and Miller and Besser. They got guys that are better, more octane, high octane than the LA Kings had. So that's why these teams are now, when they're getting their odd man breaks against, they're going down and scoring. But to me, though, this is an Oiler team that defensively, I, I just don't understand some of the mistakes that they're making. I mean, last night, the Bouchard one, I mean, that's a horrible pinch. We saw CeCe do it uh, for a couple games ago as well. Horrible pitch, you don't know. You, you just don't do that. Last night on a back check, Warren Fogle on a back check went to the same guy as a defenseman. That's where Suter gets the shot right in the slot. Just before that, the shots were 9 nothing in favor of the Oilers. They were dominating. Carson, Carson Soucy gets a shot almost the same place Suter did. And I think it was Nugent Hopkins and Hopkins both that went to the wrong guy. I mean, these are mistakes that shouldn't be made by guys at this level and haven't been made in the past. And the Oilers keep making them over and over and over again. And the, the line changes have been poor this year. They've taken penalties. They've given up odd man breaks because they've made poor line changes. The details for the Edmonton Oilers this year have not been good. And there is an accountability issue. When players do make a mistake, whether it's a dumb penalty, or, there's not the accountability that we've seen other teams do. J.C. Miller the other day got benched for taking two dumb penalties. Got benched. Came back, scored the game-winning goal later in the hockey game. That hasn't been done here in Edmonton as of yet. And I think that's something that is the next step for the Edmonton Oilers because the things that they're doing are the same things they did last year. And they're not getting better at them. All right. So speaking of accountability, and Brian Lawton's theory is, Bob, part of the reason why Jay Woodcroft's limited is because of how tight the orders are against the cap. They basically, been, I mean, Rob, they've played two games this year with just 17 skaters. They've got a 19, you know, uh, a 19 or 21, uh, you know, a 19 skater roster. That's one extra player. That's when everybody's healthy and available to them. I want to talk about, you know, you, you take a look. At, can you bench Darnell Nurse when he has... Uh, when, when he has a couple of mistakes, you had the obvious you one last anyone, night. Bob. Bob, you can bench anyone because okay. that's how a message gets put. Last last year, John Cooper benched Stamkos, Kucherov, and Point for an entire period. They've got two Stanley Cup rings. That's more than anyone on the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, I mean, so here's this year, J.C. Miller. The, uh, the other way, Rob. Here's the argument: it's a four-two game. You're struggling in transition, and your best transition defenseman is Evan Bouchard. We all saw. Doesn't matter. So, though, what would, so I'm going to ask you. So yeah. you would, you. So I'm going to ask you. You're coaching the team. Okay. If you're managing the team, you're down four two. Your team's two seven and one. Which defenseman gives you the best chance to create something offensively? But he, he, you've got to have accountability because if last week when when CC pinched at the wrong point of the game, you don't bench him for that because Cody CC rarely pinches at the wrong time. He's a smart defensive player. He will make right. mistakes with the puck on his stick. So you don't bench a guy just because he makes a mistake. You bench a guy if it's over and over and over again. And that's why the Bouchard one had so much attention. This isn't the first time. And it was a double. It was He doubled down with the it fact that he didn't back check. Same play. Yeah. Yep. So at that point, yes, you bench. You know what? If all of a sudden you just took out your best player for three or four shifts, best offensive defense in three or four shifts, then the message has been sent. Or the next power play. You know what? You know, not going on that power play. We'll put someone else out there. I mean, they let him play. He still lost, so he didn't gain anything. To me, I think you have to have accountability, because if you don't have accountability, well, now how is the player going to learn that he can't do that? 
All right. Rob, there was another thing that, like, I'm looking at the D and I'm looking at, you got to find, like, hey, where is Ryan McLeod? Like, Ryan McLeod's got to step up. We know that. But there was a situation late in the game. And maybe I'm just old, okay? But Connor McDavid gets into it with JT Miller. They give each other shots, and Miller basically challenges McDavid, and Hyman jumps into his defense, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Now everybody's jammed in there. And Vincent Dayerne is the biggest guy on the ice, and who does he end up with one-on-one? Quinn Wasn't, it, wasn't he with Quinn Hughes? Okay. Do you not have to do something if you're Vincent? What would have happened in your day, okay, if somebody – you were the highest-scoring single-season player in WHL history. You had 212 points one year, didn't you, or something like that? Yes, I did. What would have happened, what would have happened on a five-on-five if it turned out that you were the extra guy and their biggest defenseman had an opportunity to grab you? Well, they would have grabbed me, but then I had a guy named Mark Kuchowski who played with me. And there was a fear because Mark Kuchowski was the toughest guy in the league. So, no, I, I never got beat up very often, and I probably should have, but I had teammates that made sure that I stayed safe. Well, Vancouver doesn't have that. They're running your show. They're sitting there with Rick Tockett on the number one power play unit. Yeah, we talked about it last night. Yeah. And part of it is stop it if you're Edmonton, right? Like you want to play that way. You want to take Darnell Nurse wants to sit there and bury a guy with a minute 20 left. Forget it. I'm just saying there's opportunity. There's different ways to show frustration and send. This team has no gamesmanship, Rob. None. Well, they, as a team, they don't. There's a few players that do. Evander Kane understands. He knows what he's yes. supposed to do. Sam Gagne is a professional. He knows what he's supposed to do. Well, it's funny. It was, wasn't it just three or four games ago where the Toronto Maple Leafs had a closed door meeting after the game Ryan about Reeves almost this, yeah, but Brad almost Marshall. the exact same thing about response. The thing is, it's a different league now than it used to be. I mean, you never had to have a conversation after a game. You never had to have people talking about it the next day. I mean, you, you, you looked after your players back then. It's different now. Uh, I had no problem with when – I, when it comes to the power play at the end of the game, I played for Hitch. I played for a bunch of coaches in the NHL. The, if the other team – if they or they would have tripped the guy going to the net and taken a penalty, I bet you Rick Tockett puts out his third line on the power play. If someone takes a dumb penalty, goes after one of their players, Rick Tockett's going to send their best unit out and say, you know what? You're going to do that. We're going to make, we're going to embarrass you. And I think that's what happened. It happened in the first game of the year, too, where the Oilers took a bunch of dumb penalties. Talk said, all right, we're going to embarrass you then. And so I, that, that's gamesmanship, and that's from a coach that's been there. He understands. Uh, yeah, but to know others, right now, I, to me, they're thinking too much. I think they simply got to play off emotion. I think they've lacked emotion. And then last night, when things all of a sudden turned on a dime for them, even Matthias Ekholm talked about it. We're sitting in the dressing room befuddled. Like, how did this go wrong for us? And I think that's what's happening right now for the Oilers. When something goes bad, the old Oilers team that we saw the last couple of years, they would dig in and they'd come back down two goals. Ah, we're going to score three. Down three goals, ah, we're going to score four. This new team, and this goes to the confidence thing, now they're just waiting for that next bad thing to happen. And unfortunately for them, the next bad thing does happen. Rob, I'd start Calvin Pickard. I I agree, Bob. I agree, and I think that's why he's called up. I think think he's sending a message not just to Campbell, but he's sending it to Skinner as well. They just know that you you can send uh, Campbell down. If they sent Skinner down, Skinner would be picked up. 
So to me, there, there, this is a message to both goaltenders. Campbell has not had a very good year, but neither is Stuart Skinner. Campbell's the one that paid the price to it, and Pickard, to me, 100% starts against San Jose. I believe they're going to win that game, and I think they'll win it handily, and then Pickard will also start against the Seattle Kraken. Rob, great stuff. You're getting the love here. I want to read you a couple texts. By the way, this text comes in. I didn't know my Uncle Brian was texting the show. He <laughs> says, Bob, all season long, we uh, are all summer, we listen to you talk about this year's run for the Cup. Why aren't you speaking uh, with the same tune now that the season started? You are a clown, bud. Keep up the analytics. <laughs> Well, thank you for. T- I, I, again, I didn't realize my uncle Brian was listening to the show, but but thank you for calling me a clown. It's very much appreciated. Rob Brown, this texter says, is the best guest you have. That uh, we had somebody else say Brian Lawton was the best uh, guest we had in the last segment. Um, Bob, Rob Brown is bang on. Bouchard should be stapled to the bench. We've got, and I, and I read a texter from a, another individual from Tyler earlier in the show saying this narrative on Evan Bouchard is reoccurring with skilled puck moving defensemen. Okay. There we go. Yep. yep. And that I is. I appreciate those texts. That's very nice of them to say that. But yeah, I, I just think the others, it's. Sometimes tough love is the love that players need, and they need a wake-up call. I, I've been there. You don't like it as a player. I don't like getting benched. I don't like getting sat out. But I certainly came back with a different focus the next time I got in the lineup. Sometimes I did it just in spite of my coach. Wow. Other times I went out there to prove my coach wrong. But I think the others are at the point right now that they need some tough love and there's got to be some accountability. And it doesn't matter who you are in the lineup because the higher you up in the, are up in the lineup and you're held accountable, it sends a message to everyone down below you. Uh, this text, just to wrap up, Rob, comes from Armswar. He says, I missed the first half of the show, but if the team thinks that Campbell's the reason why they're off this season, that's insane. How is Jack gone and Dustin Schwartz is still here? Again, you can text us 780-496-0063. Rob will talk uh, uh, on Thursday on uh, the pregame show on the Oilers Radio Network. Thank you for joining us. Thanks a lot, Bob. Take care. You bet. That is Rob Brown. He's our Inside the Game analyst. He joins us every Tuesday night in Orders Now. Guests in Orders Now receive gift cards to Japanese Village, now open for lunch, Edmonton South, and West Edmonton Mall, an afternoon celebration for the census. Visit jbedmonton.ca. And when we talk about Brent Ridge Ford, their presence award winners for customer satisfaction, we, we mentioned they're fully transparent. they got great customer care after the purchase. But another big factor in the success, like any great franchise, is stability. Here are some legacy level stats for you. Service manager Kevin started in 1998. Sales manager Chris, the Flames fan, in 1999. And Uncle Milt, the rookie, joined in 2002. I know from the personal experience, the whole Brent Ridge Ford staff is committed to ensuring your customer experience is a positive one. Uh, Brent Ridge Ford, your Ford truck authority on the auto mile in Wetaskiwin. Into the orders now. Injury report. It is presented by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown looking forward to the Alberta Golden Bears playing UBC in the Hardy Cup this weekend. Matthias Janmark and Connor Brown did not play last game. Um, upper body for Janmark, core injury for Brown. We'll see if they're on the ice tomorrow here in Vancouver before the Oilers fly to, to, to San Jose. By the way, Brendan Escott will um, have tomorrow's show for you. Up next, the Farm Report with Bakersfield Condors head coach Colin Chalk for wave bathroom res- uh, renovations, but not before we go off to a global news weather traffic update. James Dunn.